Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life, and tonight we almost have a special episode for you. (laughs) (laughs) I thought tonight was going to be our one-year Blended Life podcast episode, but technically it's in two days from now, so it doesn't count. So it would be like celebrating. It'd be premature. It'd be way premature. Nobody likes anything that happens prematurely. No, no, like iPads charging. Have I ever mentioned that we have technical difficulties all the time? Yeah, music's really loud. So, it's going away. Bye, music. What's tonight's episode about? Everything. Is it? Yeah. Okay. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, you have the list. You can start oh, reading. Gosh, you gave me another novel? This is your novel this 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 year. Um, adult Stepchildren. Right, we're just going for it, you guys. Here we go. Yeah? We've got a giveaway for you. Well, we're going to start a giveaway tonight, you guys, for um, something that's going to actually be pretty neat for people yeah we're gonna get do a giveaway and specifically for blended families or not blended families if you have a teenager in your life and you're having a hard time communicating connecting getting them to listen to you um yeah we're gonna give away a book that will really give you a lot of tips and a lot of help understanding the teen and how to get the teen to understand you um yeah what's it called connecting it's pretty crafty yeah you this is actually a friend of yours yes. who wrote this so yes. why don't you explain a little um, about they go him. to our church but i've actually coached his son um for years of hockey mm-hmm. and their family friends and um our kids are friends and uh it's pretty neat so uh bernardo actually wrote this book connecting and it is um about connecting with your teenage children Mm-hmm. And talks about um, the, each chapter. What there are, are four chapters, yeah. and I, if I get them mixed up, I apologize. But it's basically respect, conflict, forgiveness, and patience. Yes. So those four topics are in this book, and um, he he's a teacher, and so he deals with teens and kids, you know, the, as his daily job, and so he has a lot of practical. Well, he's not just a guy out there trying to make a buck. He's actually a really good father who gets out there. And he's a dad and a teacher, and he's and got a lot of experience. Yeah, and they explore, and they're at the beach a lot, and they go mountain bike riding. And he was out there while we were coaching and playing hockey, and he didn't grow up playing hockey, but he'd always lace him up and come out there mm-hmm. and give it his best and be there and be involved, and he's just a good father. Yeah, he, he's a present dad, and he... Um, he involved is the right word, I right. guess. Yeah. It. So it's, um, I've read it. It's really a lot of good tips. I think it would help a lot of parents. I think it's going to be hard pill to swallow because I think that parents of teens think it's a dictatorship and parents don't realize that teens are human right. and their own person. And so it's, it's going to be a little bit of dying to yourself and seeing your teen and having to maybe rethink how you approach things. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, we're going to discuss how you can get your hands on this book. We're going to give away these two here. Which are actually signed by him. I'm not going to tell you what they say, but they are actually signed. signed. Yes. So that's a pretty neat thing. Um, 
the and next you, week find out yeah and before we go any further i'm gonna apologize to instagram but you guys understand the struggle with kids and telling them not to do something and then they do something like use your ipad and the battery dies but then they take the cords you guys have this problem with like chargers We're in your house? We're apologizing to Instagram or Yeah, because YouTube? No, because Instagram's about to leave. I need my phone that I'm streaming to them with. So if you guys are watching us on Instagram, I apologize. But go to our YouTube channel and we're going to be live there and you get to watch the whole thing. So oh, I'm so. Kicking, I'm kicking Instagram. I'm sorry, you guys. Okay, Instagram. We want, you, we want you on YouTube anyways. And if you go on, subscribe. So... All right. Why don't you read our first topic while I go to YouTube? I'm sorry, Instagram. Look up Blended Life on YouTube. Love you guys. Um, If not, see we're live. This podcast will post later tonight. You can listen to it um, instead of viewing it. But I didn't know this was happening. So thanks for watching, you guys. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Um, The first topic we're going to discuss. So I actually went. Bye, Insta. I went to um, our support group on Facebook and I asked for suggestions. I asked if anybody had topics that they would like or situations that they would like just, you know, to be brought up. And I always say that if you're going through it, chances are somebody else's too. And, you know, if you don't have a blended family support group like connected with other blended families in your community, it can feel pretty alone because it can, or you can feel very lonely. A lot of people can't really relate. They can kind of listen and then they give you advice, but their advice is irrelevant because they're not really in your situation. So um, if you're not part of the blended life support group on Facebook, I invite you to join. Um, But these came from there so Thank we're you gonna, guys that's, yeah that's, that's awesome because you only requested today and then you got yeah which just tells me like there's so i mean blended family life is hard it's right. a challenge there's it's real it's raw and i think a lot of people give up because they just feel isolated and alone and the worst thing about life with like especially depression when somebody else can't understand you you just want to give up you know, there's no real hope in that. So um, I'm really grateful for this group. It makes me feel like I'm not alone in my struggles with blended family stuff. Um, by osmosis, Eric feels like he's not alone either, you guys, because I just share everything with him. I thought that's why we had the dogs, so oh. I wouldn't be alone. Okay, so we're going to get through. There's quite a few topics, and I apologize if you wrote in and we don't get to yours. We're trying to keep it to an hour. Right. But we will save it for next week. So if we don't get to something, hold on. We'll get to it next week. Um, But we'll try to get through as much as we can, okay? So topic or situation one. Um, Adult children slash stepchildren still living in the home or relying heavily on parent. I don't currently have this issue, but I see a few freeloaders in our future. My daughter is 18 today and is on track to move out and start her life. Nice. I have a fear that my stepsons will want to move out. Okay, I'm sorry. This is a fear. Did you, did you I'm read like, this first? I don't know. No, I have a fear that my stepsons will want to move out. They will go straight to mom's, but then keep asking dad to buy them everything, putting a strain on us being able to enjoy our empty nesting. We are doing our best to teach them responsibility about this, but with bio moms couch couch crashing influence. (laughs) Ugh. Okay. Um, One of your favorite sayings is he who says no holds all the power. And I feel like this could be applied to something like this. Like if your kids move out, but want you to keep paying for things like no. Right. Well, that's it. Like, You don't have to say yes. I don't like just because they ask doesn't mean they're entitled to get what they're asking for at any age. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not a dictatorship. It's up to the parents to basically lay down the law of the land. And but what I would say about this is right now, you know, this like 
stepmom and dad or this these parental units within the household need to have this discussion, hash it out, set the boundaries, set the rules, set the expectation between themselves so that they can present a united front. Um, because what ends up happening is then, and I've seen this a lot, you know, but kids will ask for something and then the bio parent, of course, like this is my heart, this is my child, like I'll give them anything. And you got the step parent who isn't in that same place and is more realistic, like, hey, this isn't really appropriate anymore. And then the bio parent puts it on the step parent and makes the step parent the bad guy. I thought they were. Is that, <laughs> that the role of the step parent? Sometimes. <laughs> the high conflict bio mom and the evil <laughs> step parent. I prefer to call him a BM. Yeah, BMs matter. <laughs> I'm going to start a movement. Hashtag bio moms you know matter. I shot, um, but, I, okay. I shot a church episode today yeah. for Sunday, and it's actually about movements. And it's neat. Uh, that just reminded me. So All right. movements are kind of a thing right now. Well, that's what we're doing. That's our world. We're a blended life. A movement. Blended, yeah. Well, I mean, we are, though. Because a blended life movement. Movements aren't something, something Pastor Dave describes as movements aren't something that are kept secrets. Movements are something that you tell people about, that you Crusade. share. Yeah. Yeah. So um if you guys are part of a blended family, which I'm, I'm assuming most of you are or know people, like, let's get on this movement. Let's get with this. Let's share this with other people. If you know other people, bring them in. Um, literally, the only reason Julie and I are doing this, literally the only reason is to help other people and ourselves. Like, it's literally, it's not like, oh, yeah, we're getting rich off this. Like, we've... We have no made, income off this. We <laughs> would like bit. to have income off this. Well, yeah, one day. But you but, know what? Yeah. Well, here's the deal. And and speaking of church and blended families, before I go back to... Before I interrupted you? It, yeah, before... That's what I do. Um, but when you do it, it's okay. When yes. I do it, well, duh. it's the Julie show. I know. It was supposed to be the Eric show tonight. You're like, I'm really not feeling great. I don't want to do this. You're going to yeah, have to do this. but then I look fabulous. <laughs> yeah, but no Just one can kidding, see you if they're all listening. Um, Actually, if you're, I have if a you're, face for radio. Let's be real. You know what? It, it still looks great. It looks great. <laughs> um, okay. So, but the, one of the driving forces for me with this, speaking of movements, is that, and I think I've, I mean, I'm sure I've said this before, but like what really angers me is churches have support groups for absolutely everything. Everything. But they refuse to acknowledge, support, embrace blended families, do right? They, because they of divorce. Do they refuse to or is it they something don't that's do, just they, looked over? I think that blended families are the bastards of church, right? Oh. It's like the redheaded stepchild. It's the accident child that we don't talk about that's part of the family. <laughs> it is. Like churches don't even acknowledge blended families, you know? Hi, Jessica. Um, and that really angers me because it's a really hard lifestyle to live. And I think that, you know, Christianity is all about redemption. And so for it, I think blended families are just dismissed and passed over in churches. Yeah. And it's such a counterintuitive thing if, when you're all about redemption. And that's how I felt when we got married. I felt like our marriage was a redemption and... I think that that is the message that, you know, churches try to preach, well, but you have to like then live that out and embrace it. But you know everyone. what? Blended families are reality and <clears throat> it's, it's a hard place to be and it's a bummer that there are so many of them because really like when you start your life, you're not like, yeah, one day I'm going to be married and then divorced and then married again. Right, but divorced and you don't again. <laughs> need to continue shaming people who are already That's having a hard so time. So now it's reality, and it's like, all right, people are figuring life out. You know, I mean, for any walk of life, I mean, drug addicts have recovery. Alcoholics have recovery. And not not that this is necessarily a recovery, but it's a, it's a next stage. It's a next period, and you've learned from your mistakes. Uh, you know, it's it's part of life. Yeah, I mean, in the great, I mean, sin is sin. And if you feel like divorce is sin and that's your bandwagon, well, then please don't go 66 mile an hour on the highway because you're sinning. Don't hey. say fuck hey. because you're sinning. Don't. Julie's, or, uh, Jessica says, know. shut your mouth when you're talking about her beautiful friend like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Thank you, Jess. 
Um, okay, but back to this question about, so my little tangent about being on the same page, especially with teenagers and adult, adult stepchildren, is that I think that step parents get painted as the bad guy and then it's good cop, bad cop. And, you know, you kind of lose your power as a unit, as a team, as a married couple when you do that. So my advice is to get on the same page, have the discussions, figure out everybody's different, what they're going to allow, what they're going to, what they're going to pay out to kids, you know, what they're, are they allowed to move in if they have a hard time? Well, let's set a boundary. Like what's the expectation if we allow kids back in the home? Right. And every family are really... To, are they going to school? Do they have jobs? Are they pitching in? Are you they know? paying rent? Are they just down in the basement playing video games the whole time? Yeah. You, know, you like, need to see... What's the expectations? Right. In your own home. As far as the bio parent, you know, if she wants to be a couch crusader or whatever it was, <laughs> <laughs> like couch crusader. The couch commander. Yeah. I mean, that's her business. Whatever. Um, but, just because it's allowed in one house doesn't mean that your kid's entitled to anything from you in the other house. I mean, better you teach them how to be a man or, or how to be a woman or how to be an adult than you know, get sucked into, well, bio mom's doing it. So I should probably pass them $50. All the like, bio moms are doing Get a it. backbone. Dang. Right? Or $50? There's a lot I would do for $50. <laughs> There's a lot she'll do for $20. Uh, no, that's, that's my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have standards. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> $50 make you holla. <laughs> yeah. So you need to teach them responsibility. And bio mom's influence is what it is. Don't waste any more time worrying about that. You just do the best you can for your kids, what you think is right for your household and what you want to instill in your kids, instill in your kids. I don't care what bio, who cares what bio mom does. I mean, I know you care because you care. it, but you can't control that. So you, need right. To let you're not going to change it. You just need to do better. <laughs> do what is better. that? Is that now all over the news? Do better. Do better. Everyone's apologizing. I promise to do better. Yeah. Do better. Do better. Than the bio mom. Is that the new movement? Do better? Dude, I can't even better. use that anymore. I used to say that all the time. What if we get now another t-shirt? We're going to have to go back and read we're gonna get all <laughs> we these. Have but what no if we, t-shirts. What if the t-shirt says, dude better? <laughs> oh. That'd be good, right? Isn't there something called Dude Perfect? What's that? Yeah, it's a, it's a YouTube channel that like they do like trick shots and like really oh. insane things. That's like, no way. Like it's the impossibles that oh. they make it happen. It's pretty neat. You should watch it. They have like. 100 million subscribers. Speaking <laughs> We're almost of, there. If you're watching this right now and you're not subscribed, <laughs> subscribe. We would like to get to 10 million. I don't, let's give it like a six month period. Six months, we'd like to be at 10 million. So share the subscribe and tell everyone else to subscribe. Let's do this. Dear Lord. All right. Going on to number two. I have two stepdaughters that are completely daddy's girls, which is sweet. But they rely on him for everything, cooking, cleaning up after, picking out their clothes, trimming their nails, etc. Wiping the butts? <laughs> All while criticizing everything. This critical nature carries over into what I cook. Mom does it a, does it a better way. To the way I water my plants. Yes, you read that right. <laughs> Did I mention they are 15 and 11? Oh, geez. I could go on and on. Trouble is, I want to like them, but I just <laughs> don't because I'm so... Because mom likes them better. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is... And I'm going to actually... I'm going to combine two because... I'm going to read two together because they are go hand in hand. Thanks for telling us that. Um, so you understand. Okay, so the trouble is I want to like them, but I just don't. Because I'm so bitter how they have no discipline and treat my two boys like trash. M the most recent convo ended with my give a damn being busted because I was told that I should be able to get over it since I'm the adult and should set an example. They are just kids and don't know better. Trying to be judicial, and I really want our family to blend, but it's been four years and seems to be getting worse. Help. By the way, your podcast has got me through some serious depressing, depressing and lonely moments, so thank you and keep doing your thing because you're a godsend. Oh, thank you. Well, that we wouldn't be here everything. without you guys. Actually, we would. We'd just be without you guys, so we appreciate you too. Yeah, so let me read the other one because it goes along with it. Okay. 
So somebody wrote me on Instagram actually and said, really struggling with barely liking my stepchild this week. Have you ever read any books or are there any other resources? I'm praying for a change of heart, but I'm just struggling every morning when I face the day. So this second topic is what do you do when you don't like your stepkids? And we'll get more specifically with, you know, the first question about how, I, I mean, okay. I'm just wondering, as the stepmom in scenario one of question two. Hang on, I gotta write this down. <laughs> I where is your spouse? Yeah, I is your spouse enabling like, this? Why this is, is a, the dad allowing his a, kids yeah, to talk is to a you this parental way? Parental problem for sure. This is right. definitely you guys need to get on the same page and put your foot down and be like, "Listen, girls, this is not the way that you treat adults, but this isn't the way that you treat." anybody i don't want you going over to your friend's house and treating them this way just because you have one friend that does something differently or better and another friend that does something differently or better doesn't make them better they're all created equal and just because they do something differently doesn't make them better people like you treat everyone with respect yeah i think you need to acknowledge that being very critical is hurtful um and also i think you need to find out why Like, why are they behaving this way? What is the underlying issue? Because if you don't get to the heart of why, they don't, they don't sound like they like you very much. So if they don't like you because they just are angry that their parents are divorced and they want, wish their parents back together and they're just never going to accept you because that's that. They could just be resentful. You know, you have to know where it's coming from and you have to have a spouse that protects you and backs you up because if you're spouse their dad is not going to he's just gonna allow this, yeah just gonna allow this it will never change right you can scream and holler cry silent treatment it i mean you can go through the the list of reactions and how to handle this it's not going to change if they feel like their dad is allowing it so that's definitely not okay behavior i would not be okay with that behavior from any of our children in our home right but it's something that needs to be talked about. It needs to be discussed and needs to be a conversation that you first have with your spouse. Yes. Away from the kids. Yep. Away and from the kids. Explain to him. Don't come at him. Don't come at him as poor me. I'm a victim. You know, like I can't stand your girls. Come at. And don't be, don't come at him attacking. Right. Like your girls are horrible. Your girls are, cause that's going to put him immediately on, on the defensive because that's, yeah. you know, you don't attack someone's and be, be ready for him to be defensive a little bit and don't get offended. You know, you're going to need to break down that wall and have him see your point. So if you come, um, you know, just with anger and you're mad about it, he's going to get defensive right away. And it's going to be so hard to get on that same playing level. And, uh, yeah, so just have a conversation, and it might take a little bit of time. It might take a couple of conversations, but start having that conversation now. Yeah, you know, maybe you go to him and say, I really just need to talk to you about something that's very hurtful to me. You know, frame it as it's your issue. You know, frame it as it's hurtful to you, as you want him to tell you what to do. Like, let your husband be the problem solver. I think that guys really are built to problem solve, to fix things. They want peace and order. They don't like chaos and drama. So if you approach your husband like, I'm hurt. This is what's hurting me. Can you please help me find a solution so that I don't want to be hurt in our home? Because I want to love our family. I want to get along with everyone. And I need you to help me get there. Like, what can we do? And let him kind of lead it. He's going to have to anyway. They're his kids, you know, and I think that's a good way to approach it. But um, obviously, this is very disrespectful and very hurtful. And it's just, you know, it's kids being, you know, the the stepchildren who just don't want to be in this situation for whatever their reasons are. You know, there's movies made about it. What was it? Um I'm not thinking about that anymore. I was noticing that you're wearing a bright green shirt and I was looking for my keying tab and I was going to key out green, like a green screen. So it looks like you have no shirt on, but I can't find the tab from this far away. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's all I care about. All right. Part two of this. What do you do 
And I think this is very normal because you marry your spouse. And I know you marry the kids too, but the kids hopefully are going to grow up, move out, get their own families, their own lives one day, right? Hopefully. That's the hope. Um, so, you know what? You know, what do you Hang do on, if before, you don't like before your Before you step-kids? go any further, like, let's just stop there. Is that the dream for our kids is to get them out of the house, get them married, get them with good jobs and... Good Just people. be. I mean, they don't have to be married. They don't have to have kids, but they do need to be independent. But that's and be our. Able but that's our life. goal for them, right? So, what do you do for any goal? Like, you have to start somewhere. So, like that's just like just what you just said right now. Like, just maybe stop and think. Like, if you have goals in life, you start working on them. You start working on them now. You don't wait till your kids are eighteen years old and go, "Hey, what are you going to do for a living now? Are you going to get married one day? Are you going to have kids? You know what I mean? Start having those conversations with them right now. It's not, you know. Now is sooner than tomorrow. Um, yeah, instill your expectation of independence, you yeah. know? Like, let's, like, and be excited about it. Like, oh my gosh, where do you think you want to But also, live? goals take work. They, It's not just like, I hope my kids are good kids one day when you grow up. Like, you don't hope for your kids to be good. You're like, let's create good kids now. Let's create good human beings with, you know, goal-oriented and, you know, manners. And that doesn't just happen one day. It's got to be something that's worked on, and it's our job as parents. And modeled. You know, if you're not doing these things as parents. Are you telling me you want to be a model? There's no way. Oh. I mean, it, they make money, so I'll do whatever. Instagram allows right pretty much anything these days. <laughs> do they? Yeah. Um, but I think that you you can't, talking about it with kids is great, but you really have to live out the characteristics that you want in your kids. Yes. Because if they see you telling them to do something that you're not doing yourself, it will not stick. Or it may stick, but it might be later, like when they're 50 and have had a hard and also or 10. And also vice versa, you know, you could be telling and modeling something to your kids that they just don't ever do. And you're like, dude, when is this kid going to get it? But one day it's going to stick because that's going to be what they know. That's going to be what's been modeled for them. And what they see. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. You know, it's like, man, my kid will not clean up after themselves. They won't do their dishes. They won't push in their chair. Mm -hmm. You know, they won't talk with manners. You know, they chew with their mouth full. But you're doing all that at home and you're constantly showing them that. Mm -hmm. And then you guys can relate because then they go to their friend's house and you go to pick them up or they get dropped off. And their, their parents are like, man, your kid is a perfect angel. They do, you know, and it's like, wait, what? What kid are you talking about? And I keep them. I can relate to that. That was me as a kid. I'm like, I was home. I was free. I did it how I wanted, you know. But when I go to my friends' houses, I was on my best behavior. And it taught me because that's what my parents would teach me, you know, and that's yeah. what they'd model for me. But so when I went out, I'm like, all right, I'm on my own now. I need to prove myself. Right. You know, and, and kids start that by going to friends' houses and yeah. being socially active. Yeah. And I think that, you know, gender roles are such an issue in our society. And so I think that it's important that boys learn how to do their laundry, how to be able to make a meal, you know, and tradition, there's nothing wrong with traditional roles in a home. If you could, dude, I'd be a stay at home mom in a heartbeat, but uh, you know, however, I do think that, you know, when kids go grow up, they're not moving necessarily out of the home in with a partner. You know, they do need to learn the basic skills. Like I would love for our daughters to learn how to be able to change a flat tire if they needed, if they needed right. to, you know, do, you know, mow the lawn. Like how are they going to, you know, they doesn't have to be just, I think kids need to have life skills that are unisex unisex <laughs> well because there's all these gender roles in the house but right truly like i don't allow our boys not to wash their dishes and the girls have to wash all the boys right. like no we're we're all i'm no one's made nobody's anyone's made in our home we are a team we're all busy we all work really hard and we all help each other out and that's our blended family is more of a team we don't really have like assigned you know what I'm, i mean <laughs> I do do the laundry and you do wash the car, but whatever. I mean, but you our kids wash the car the other day. I did. <laughs> I post that was, well, I posted you foaming the cars on oh, Instagram I foamed it, all right. and I rubbed did it you, down. Did you guys see the foaming of the cars? It was, that's a great father's day gift. 
Foam cannons? Foam cannons. If you're looking for a Father's Day gift. Um, Detail Garage. Um, isn't it Chemical Brothers? Chemical Brothers is who makes all the stuff. Yeah, so you can go on any of them. But yeah, Chemical Brothers is what I prefer. And they have just, they have an amazing website. And they actually, they're running specials right now. This is not a paid ad. This is We don't get paid. Spur, <laughs> so. of the, spur of the moment. Like, yeah, they have cool stuff. Um, uh, and I use their products for everything. Yeah, but that's an out of the box, like super fun. The boy, if you have boy, anybody would love to foam can in a car. It's so fun. It's so fun. And it wa- it's touch- touchless washing, right? Yeah, the torque cannon is the one to get. So It it, it, it screws on to, a, all a you need washer. is a pressure washer. Yep. So that could be a Father's Day gift. If you don't have a pressure washer, uh, maybe you get that. And then for a birthday or something, you get the foam gun. But cannon. it's a fun foam cannon. cannon. Hashtag foam cannon. Not gun. Cannon. Cannon. Um, and they come in, does it, do they come in different colors? Um, I come in different, I mean, wait, <laughs> what? Um, no, uh, the soap. The soap is what changes the color. So we're like using Mr. Pink. So it's like bright pink. Pink. Yeah. The foam comes it's out fun. nice and white. But. So that's a, just um, a fun Father's Day gift. Yeah. If you guys need Father's Day ideas, it's coming up quickly. Send yeah, let me message. know what you want for Father's Day. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, give me price ranges. I'll help you pick something fun. Yeah, Eric will be your let Father's us know. Day. Message us, type below if you're watching us He's on a car, car, computer, gadget. Boat. Photography. Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes kind of guy. So he can help you out. <laughs> Boats right. my hoe. Boats my hoe. All right, moving on. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Potential problems that can come when a new baby is introduced into a blended family. My ex-husband's wife is pregnant, and I have already noticed major changes. I'm so fearful that my ex-husband's wife pushed so hard for a baby for a control factor. You can That's speak to this. <laughs> I can speak to I don't think it was a control factor, though. No, but you. I don't have any experience. You, I, you have my more. My ex literally just... Popped one out last week. So, yeah. And two since we've been divorced. So, she's, yeah. So, but I, I don't see it as a control. Like, it's not a control okay, thing well, at all. Here's, it I'm, actually, if anything, it's it's less control. She's like, I can't deal with our son. He's crazy. <laughs> like, come pick him up. But she did, however, say this last week. She was just like, you know what? I'm going to pretend like there. he only has one home when he's here with me and I'm going to keep him here Good because for her. literally the day he got home, she's like, I can't take him. He's, fr- he's freaking me out. Like he's going crazy. You know what I mean? I mean, he's a 13 year old boy who's got energy and very active and I didn't even have to prompt it. She, she then messaged me back. I probably before I even responded to her and she's like, I'm just going to pretend like he only has one home and I'm just going to deal with him. And I'm like, Awesome. Good job. Did you, know? you clap? That's, that is amazing. Like, that's awesome. Like, wait, that to, is yeah. amazing. I didn't know that. That's really cool. I, yeah. I didn't, I forgot about it because it was, it wasn't even really a conversation. It was like two texts. And then I was like, oh, like, thank God for our podcast. I learned job. everything here. I know. Right? <laughs> I know yeah. nothing. You take, um, you take naps. So you, I can't talk today? to you when you're taking naps. No, it was I took like one nap ago. today. I know. It's like the first time you've ever taken a nap. I'm so exhausted. Naps? I fucking hate life. Wow. I'm going to press this button. Here it goes. Um, anyway, that's awesome. But I think that, have you know, how did it affect, here's my deal. I have two questions about her having a, you know, your ex having a baby. Okay. Okay. How do you feel? Like, did, was it, and be honest, like. You know, I'm very accepting of, like, feelings. <laughs> I, what, like, did it, with the, with either pregnancy, mm-hmm. with, with your ex-wife having a baby with somebody else, I know everyone's moved on and remarried, did that, as, like, a man or, like, as an ex that, I, you know, I haven't had an ex that had a baby with somebody else, yeah, so. that's right. Um, that's not true, but my last ex hasn't had a baby with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, did that stir up anything in you no not a bit the only thing that was weird for me on the first one is they named the baby the same name that we were going to name our baby before we had a miscarriage and it didn't stir up anything but i was like oh it's kind of different right like i'm like i I don't know so that was kind of weird um as far as stirring stuff up no um it had been so long you know or long enough, I was truly over it at that point, so it didn't bother me. 
Second time. God, I just remember. Second time, I actually forgot. I forgot up until like a few weeks ago. And then we're um, at my daughter's graduation. And this year, it was like COVID graduation. And we did this drive-through, you know, where the kids drive through the, the school and everyone cheers them on. And then we pull up and they get out and walk a little stage and then you pick them back up. So we pull off to, <laughs> to, to drop her off and her and her mom like change seats and she, her mom gets out of the car and I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> she's pregnant. <laughs> like I hadn't, se- I probably hadn't seen her mom in, in months, you know, like we'll text every now and then, you know, dealing with the kids, but I hadn't like physically laid eyes on her and totally forgot that she was even pregnant, you know? And it was like, Oh yeah, they, yeah that's right. And then, like, at that point, it was, like, it was kind of a joke. You know, I told her later, I'm like, man, I thought you were going to get out of the car and have a baby right there, you know, like, she was so pregnant. But um, as far as feelings go, like, no, it's 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 really, like, you know, over it. I can't speak for everyone, though. I feel like a lot of people would have emotions. A lot of people get pregnant real soon after divorce or breakups, and I could Definitely. Or marriages end because they're pregnant with somebody else's On the slide. child. Yeah. yeah, and I could. That's and, happening a lot. And that would be that would be devastating. That would be a hard thing because not only is it like cheating, or um, that's a, it's really like that's a nail in the coffin for people. You know, it's like, that is what wow. I felt. Well, anyway, okay. Um, so how do you how has having kids affected your son? By like how you know what in I the mean? The other household, yeah. Um, at first, with the other household and his first baby sister that was born, it was a little distancing for him at first, and that was kind of he he was always the baby, you know. It was kind of like whoa, you know. There's other attention now. Um, years later, his sister's probably five, I think. Um. They are siblings. They fight, they argue, they play together, they have a blast, they pick on each other. Um, I think he would be bummed to do life without her now. You know, I was talking to him earlier and he's like, I'm going to take my little sister on a bike ride down the hill and bring her back up. And like, that's one of the things that they like to do. And I, I told him, I'm like, make sure you do that because these are the type of things that she's going to remember growing up that her big brother did for her, you know? So I think it's neat for kids to have other siblings because it bonds them and it makes memories, you know, it's people for them to grow up with and have memories that and they should family, be able to, they, just people in the world yeah, that, that are your family. They should you know? be able to count on one day, you know, and getting them to bond. So if you're, if your kids have other children at the other house, encourage them to have relationships with them because they might not be your kids and you might have nothing to do with them, but you want your kids to have good, healthy relationships and you want them to have people that they can count on through life. Yeah. And you know, these babies that are being born didn't ask to be born. You know, they didn't, but you know what I mean? It's not like they, it's a funny way of putting it. They didn't insert themselves or did they, or did they, (laughs) um, they're the winners. (laughs) You know, but these babies are innocent. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And all of the casualties of all the feelings and all the emotions and all the hate and all the conflict and all the drama and all the mess and all the dirty stuff, you know, babies being born in blended families on either side of the equation, either in your child's other home or in your home, they're innocent. And like it or not, you know, these babies shouldn't be punished or... um be, you know, no one should shame someone for having a child. And like Eric said, you want it, you want kids to embrace their sibling. Like that is their sibling, whether you like it or not. Your, your hatred for the situation isn't going to change it. It's only going to make everyone else miserable, including your child. And don't shame or guilt your child. And as far as other people's control issues, that's theirs to carry like a burden for them to carry you know they will only control you as long as much as you allow so somebody you're fearful that somebody's having a baby out of control uh, so what like what okay well if you allow it if your spouse allows it to control your home then that's on you right you know let her let her have her kid and you know let the siblings love each other and you move on in your home the way you feel is right you know yeah 
So we're cutting in line here because oh. we have a live listener asking a question. And if you're asking questions live, you get moved to the front of the line. So Jules <laughs> asks, um, my stepson told me that his sister talks horribly about me to her mom and grandparents. What do I do with that information? I w- it was out of left field, and it makes me wonder why he told me. I have to read. Okay. You can start talking. I'm not, wait, why do you have to read? I just read it to you. Because I, I ha- I'm more visual. I know. This woman likes to read over watching. Like, if she had to read how to do something versus watching a YouTube video how True to do story. something, she's going to read how to do it. And that, I, that does not compute with me. That's the craziest thing. Um, okay. Dead air. Here we go, you guys. Well, you talk. Why don't you answer? I'll, con- uh, I'll read I, you while know, you I answer. Think, I think because I want your input on this, you you have really good insight on this type of stuff. But I think it's to get a reaction out of you. I think that it's telling you to get some type of reaction because it's a form of communication. It It's... I, I don't... How do you explain that? You know what I'm saying? Well, I think that... Here's what I think about shit talking, why kids do it. I think kids talk shit about the other family to the family they're currently with for acceptance. Yeah, they want pats on the back. You know, kids in any environment want to be accepted, want to be loved, want to feel like they're a part of things. It shows that they're a team player. I you got know, your back, Dad. You know, and if if that's what's if if there's shit talking going on in the other home and the kids are hearing about it and they have something to contribute, they just feel part of it and they feel included and embraced and kids really want that. And it doesn't even necessarily mean that they think bad of you. Oh yeah, or that's even truly their feelings. Right. They're just trying to be accepted in the other home. And that's what I've learned, seen and done. I'm a stepchild and lived it. Um, myself as a kid, my she whole still does life. it about me. Um, you know, and I'm a stepmom, and I have stepkids, and my kids have, you know, another family, and so I just I have seen it run the gamut in that regard. Um, but I wouldn't give it. I would tell your your stepson, oh, thanks for sharing. How did that make you feel? Or how does that make you feel? Like I would turn it into about him. I wouldn't give it. I wouldn't give it an emotional reaction. I wouldn't. Because that's what they're digging for. Yeah, Most I would likely. just. And because if he doesn't get a reaction or if it if he sees it doesn't bug you, then regardless if it bugs you or not, he'll just stop bringing it to your attention. Um, it's kind of like friends who bring drama to your attention that you're like, I don't want to know about it. It's just easier for me not to know. I know shit's being said about me. Just please stop. Like, I've blocked all accounts. I can't see it. Don't come to me. It just ruins my day. Um, and and the, I, what happens if they don't stop, though? What happens if they keep bringing it up and they keep bringing it to you? I mean, I, feel I like- would just tell him, you know what? I'm really not interested. Yeah. I would just say I I or yeah, it, or I would ask him why do you want to tell me this? Like yeah, but that almost keeps the conversation going. If you're like, yeah, you know what? Like it doesn't well, bother me and you shut down the conversation. Because maybe he's trying to say something else. Okay. Ask, like yeah. kids kids go about certain kids don't know how to address things in an adult way because they're not adults. Their brains haven't developed. They're not mature enough yet. So if he keeps doing this, like if a kid keeps begging for attention, what is why? I think parents just get so upset with behavior that they're so closed minded that the behavior, the behavior, the behavior, they are not figuring out why or addressing the why. And then it's just a battle about a behavior, but you're not fixing the problem. So if he keeps coming to you with this, I would be asked, I would sit him down and very non-emotionally be like, I notice that you keep bringing this to my attention. I don't really care to hear about it because I can't control what people say. But is there something going on with you that you want to tell me? Yeah, you Why do you something? keep bringing this to my attention? Is there something you need me to know? You know, maybe he's afraid that she's going to find out and leave the family. You know, maybe it comes, and who knows where this is coming from, but... Um, that's See, my advice. I knew you'd want to answer this one. She has great advice on stuff like that. Um, that well, I handed you this so you could read the next person just because you're visual. 
Why don't you show me your dick? Wow. Visual. Why? What? What does that I don't have know. to do with anything? When I, I think even... of visual, I think of dirty you being naked. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Sorry. Oh, All right. Moving on. <laughs> um, other kids choosing not to visit because of different house rules. Um, why? Okay. Why do kids choose not to visit? Like, who's allowing kids to choose? Yeah. And like that, until my kids are 18 and we have, if we have a custody order in place and there's no abuse at either home and there's no real good reason why my kids don't want to go to see their dad, like a good reason I'm I'm upholding our custody agreement. Of course. And you want your kids to have relationships with both families. And if there's different rules there, you know what? Kids are learning different well, ways. No shit. Every home what, has what different your deal rules tonight. Because I just feel like, why are kids running the show? Why are the tails wagging the dog? Like, why is there a choice? Have you ever seen a tail wag a dog? What would that look like? It's fucking stupid. That's what what I'm saying. Here, guys, I'm just going to go ahead and leave this on. You want me to just leave this on all night? Maybe. Julie's on a rampage. I just don't know why there's a choice. I don't know why dogs get wagged by their own tails. Unless, like, unless there's, like, abuse or neglect or... You know, whatever kids should be adhering to the custody agreement and having relationships with both parents. Really, though, you can't control what the other house does. Like, no, you know, but also, the, up and but kids the go. kids also can't control who their parents are and how their parents ended up. Like, you know, just because you don't like the other parent, don't take your kids away from them because you have more money or you have more power or you don't like the other parent because they did this to you. Let the kids learn who their other parent is. Right. Let them figure that out. But it's not fair to the kids to be like, I don't like their parent. I'm going to take them away from them. It's just not fair. Well, and because if they're eight, they, well, go ahead. No, because then they just grow up and then they're just screwed up because they didn't have those relationships. They didn't have a, they weren't able to make that choice. Like all the choices in their life have been made for them up to that point, you know, involving their parents. And now they just have mommy or daddy issues and they're just screwed yeah. up. And it's I mean, the easy thing to do is to placate kids and to say, oh, you don't want to go to mom's house. OK, we'll keep you here. But that's not in their best interest. And, you know, if everything's good. I had this they, conversation with my son the other day. He's like, Dad, I don't want to go over there. I'm like, why? He couldn't give me a good reason why. He just liked being here. I'm like, listen, you're going to have a good you're going to have a relationship with your mom. You know, like it's important that you go over there. Your mom cares a lot about you. You have siblings over there that care a lot about you. You have a stepdad that cares a lot about you. You know, you have a you have reasons to go over there and make these connections. It's not all about right. just what you want. There's other people involved in this. So having those conversations with your kids and just getting real, like give me give me a good reason. You know, right. they can't give you a good reason usually. No, and you know, it's bullshit that absence makes the heart grow fonder. I'm like, absence keeps people apart. Right. You know, like if your kid is missing out on months, it's, you know, here's here's a situation I'll relate it to. I was a stepkid. My parents were divorced. My dad lives. What? I know, news. Newsflash. But my dad lives six hours away from my mom. So every holiday, every break, and all summers, I went to my dad's house. The point of me telling you this is it was really hard being a teenager and my dad living six hours away. And in teenager, your friend, when you're a teen, your friendships are everything, right? right? Especially high school. Especially high school. And the summer months are like the times you bond and make memories and, you know, you do all the fun things together. Well, I was six hours away, so I would miss all of that with any friends I had I would come back to school in the fall and I was kind of a ghost in my high school because I didn't have you know I didn't I wasn't present to build relationships with my friends and make the memories so while they had all grown together and bonded and done life together during the summer I wish I had marshmallow alone to play for you right now but it's a thing you know and I'd come back and I would feel out of place. I would feel like I couldn't connect because I couldn't relate to what they were talking about or wanting to do and had done and all the things. And that's same with kids who don't spend time in the other household. Like the longer they're away, the harder it is for them to re-enter that home and re-enter that family. Make those connections again. and yeah, yeah, they just feel out of place. Like this family has done this amount of life without this child, you know, so rules might be, you know, so they might have had new 
I don't know, rules or purchases or whatever. <laughs> Siblings. And it's new, they come in and they they feel like a stranger. They haven't done life with this family. And that's why it's really important to have consistency with your kids going back and forth until they're 18. And when your kids are 18, you know, although if they're living under your roof and you're paying their bills and they're 18, you they kind of got to follow your rules, in my opinion, you know, but when they're 18 and you can't force the issue, then that's them doing I'm life also, on you their know own. what, like kind of going back to this 18 year old thing, if your kid's 18 and they're still living under your roof, I feel like their bills shouldn't be that much. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be racking up big bills. Otherwise, go out and figure it out. You know what I mean? I'm talking like, like, I'm just saying car insurance, gas, I, yeah. cell phone, but clothes, but we food. live in California. What kind of car, you know, what kind of food? You know what I mean? Are you going out? Are you going out and you're having sushi three times a day? And yes, you know, dry, please. You know what I mean? Like, I'm what, gonna go be a teenager. Like you, you've got money to to buy all this stuff at this point, but you're still living here. Like, get your priorities straight. Yeah. So, and that's something I don't think enough parents teach this day and age. You right. know, get your bills and your priorities straight and and learn but finances I, younger. I, I do want to acknowledge how hurtful it must be to have kids not want to be with you. I can't imagine a more hurtful situation as a parent than to have your child be like, I would rather be with the other parent. I do not want to be with you. That is when you hope you have divorced a good parent who forces it because it's really, really, really got to be the most heartbreaking, hurtful thing. And one of my biggest fears as a parent is to have either of my kids be like, hey, I like it better at dad's. I don't want to live here anymore. Now, I'm going to force that because I feel like it's important for them to know me and be in my life. And I'm a good mom, you know, but hopefully I have a, a well, there's a court order, but hopefully I have an ex-husband and their dad who would be like value some relationship with their mom. So, but I do want to acknowledge that's got to be very hurtful. And when you're hurt, you don't think right. You want to sleep all day. <laughs> I'm going back to bed <laughs> after this. Um, you took a nap today. I did. I've never seen you take a nap. No, maybe not never. It's been, been a very, very small amount of time. So where I'm at in life, looking down the barrel. Okay, bio dad inherited money. Bio mom requested the check to be sent to my boyfriend, which I'm assuming is bio dad, okay. to handle because she was distraught. It's an UTMA custodial account with Fidelity, and now she wants her name on it and to have it moved into a regular savings. She's unemployed and very high conflict. Should my boyfriend put her on? He already has monthly statements sent to her. Her own family doesn't speak to her and recommended not to do it, but won't get involved. What would you do? I'm kind of confused on it, but you know what? Like what it maybe sounds it's like daughter. To me? I think maybe it's bio daughter inherited money. Oh, you know what? Unless it's court ordered, I think. no. You know, unless the money's being. Spent. I think it's a minor who inherited money. Yeah. Okay. No, if you Sorry. don't need to put the other mom on or the other parent on, don't keep it as simple as possible and do the right thing. Like you know, if it's not your money, if it's if it's for someone because they inherited it from someone else, you know, like it could have been her parents that passed away. Who knows how it went. The money should be for the person it was intended for and should be protected at all costs to be kept to use for the person it was intended for. Yeah, so putting on the other mom, if it doesn't need to be done, like don't do it. But all, you know, it's, yeah, it's just not... Yeah, because then that brings up more issues. And if she gets statements anyways, like that should be good. If you guys are being honest with it also. Because it's not her. Not why doing, would she want it if she's not exactly. going to use it? What's, like, yeah, what's the point of it? So. Um, unless it's court ordered, unless you absolutely have to, I would I would suggest not. But that's. Yeah, you protect the person it's intended for and follow the wishes of the person who left the money. Yeah. To but, a T. But and definitely so, follow court orders. If it's like the, both you parents are supposed to be on it, then absolutely do it because otherwise it's going to end up coming back on you. Yeah. And don't engage in a fight about it. Like unless there's court order, like Eric was saying, I wouldn't even 
have a conversation, just say, no, I'm protecting it for my daughter. Yeah. And, and you that's know what? it. And if it gets, if it goes past there, like I'm not a lawyer, like consult a lawyer and be like, what's what do I need to do? What's the right thing to do? You can get a consultation and they can probably tell you and it won't cost you too much. You don't need to actually take it to court. But if it gets to that point, like definitely it's a civil matter. So don't be calling the police and be like, Hey, you know, we're fighting yeah. about money. Like it's, it, they're going to tell you like, sorry, we can't help you. Yeah. I think you just have to do in what's in the protection of what, what the intentions were for that money. And it should be spelled out and just beyond that. Don't engage in fights that are unnecessary. Right. I'm just going to cause conflict. Right. Um, okay. I am a single mom and my daughter has begun to call my new partner, daddy. Her biological father has never been in the picture, nor has he tried. Am I wrong for allowing her to call him daddy? My family seems to have a problem. Should I have a conversation with her, t- with her telling her it's not okay? Advice is helpful. So um, Only if she's younger than 18. If she's older than 18, she can't call him daddy. <laughs> no, that's a normal thing. That's exactly what happened with... Um, my daughter and me, I'm not, you know, as you guys know, I'm not her biological father, but when she was really young, probably five, six years old, she started calling me dad and it's the role I played and it's the role I continue to play, you know, years and years later, but that's who I am to her. And that's, that's all right. Like she's comfortable with him. Um, let that happen. You know, as long as you're not forcing that, like that's a good natural bond and relationship. And um, hopefully he doesn't take that role lightly. Hopefully he upholds the role as being dad and, um, treats her just like his normal daughter, you know? And that's honestly, that's what this is about. Like, that's the type of relationships that we're trying to forge here. You know, like that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. No, nothing's wrong with that. My only pause is that this isn't your husband and I don't, maybe you don't believe in marriage. Maybe. So if you aren't in a committed relationship, it kind of makes me feel a little ew only because if this relationship doesn't work out and she does have this attachment to this man she calls dad, it's going to fuck with her. I didn't I didn't catch that it was the boyfriend. And I apologize. But yes. It's but, his partner. I don't know what that means. I mean, yeah. if you're in a committed relationship and, and this is a forever deal, then I agree with Eric. Just keep going for it. Yeah. If this is a boyfriend who your daughter falls in love with because the other thing you want to really understand is a lot of times people get married because they fall in love with the kids and not the spouse as much, you know, like, and I've seen that a lot. And usually in the end that doesn't work out. Marriages don't really last if it's all about the kids. It has to be about marriage and your spouse and and move away one day. It's not fulfilling. If it even gets to that. Yeah. Like, there's things that your children or your stepchildren aren't going to fulfill in you that a spouse does. Um, and so, and that's emotionally, not just physically, but, um, <laughs> but no, for real. So beware of that. Like, make sure you're committed to this man. Make sure this man is committed to you and that he loves you and isn't just, you know, falling in love with your daughter because it's, you know, it's a mind fuck for kids to lose a parent, whether it is biological or not. You know, when that connection's made um, with a kid to have it broken, regardless of bloodline or not, is really hard on them and right. unnecessary because you're allowing it. So that's that's really here. My only like, I don't know where you're at. You didn't you just said partner. So like I said. A lot of people live together forever and aren't married. And if that's you and you're committed, then okay. But if this is just a boyfriend, I could see why family, I would, I would have a problem if this was my child or my grandchild and you have grandchildren. No, I like if, if I were a parent and my daughter was a single mom <laughs> and my granddaughter was going to call my daughter's boyfriend, dad, I'd be like, mm, let's wait until we're sure this is like at least a committed forever type of deal. Yeah, just be for careful. the kids' sake. Just be careful. You know, for you know kids. what's right. Um, ten year old not wanting to visit her mom because she lives in a in an apartment and can't go anywhere fun or see kids or see friends. I think we addressed this earlier. Yeah, that's a bummer. But you know what? Like, let them see both ways of living. They need that relationship. They also need to see work harder, like this family does, or live like this family does. You know, like 
life, life yeah, decisions, you, you make career sure, paths. You make sure this child's decisions. visiting their mom. Yeah, for sure. Regardless. Yeah. And again, don't let the 10-year-old dictate, you know, their visiting schedule. I think we're going to get through all these. I have one more. Uh, wow. Here we go, you guys. Have you ever heard of mini wife syndrome? I think I'm going to get through my activity rings today. It nice. just messaged me. I've already done it. Yeah. Have you ever heard of mini wife syndrome? <laughs> no, Don't. but I would love to watch that show. I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. This is a Wait, real question. Oh. This is a real question. No, I question. have no idea. Oh, I thought it was like <laughs> they're pitching us like a new TV idea. I'm like, yeah, I'm down. I'm sure you are. <laughs> Only if they serve tuna fish sandwiches. All right. Mini wife syndrome is more common than most people realize in relationships where single fathers have inadvertently allowed their daughters to step into the roles oh. of companion, confidant, and or helpmate with their fathers. I'm living with my partner and his two kids. His daughter is obsessed with him. She is 13 and has him listed as daddy in her phone. She crawls all over him and always gets in between us when we show affection. I also have two kids. My 11-year-old daughter brought it up to me and asked if I thought it was strange how much she obsessed over her father. My partner doesn't see it as a problem. Help. Uh, um, this, is, um, this is called enmeshment, and I did not make this up. This is a therapy term, and go look it up because it's a real thing that happens, and it's not healthy for anyone but I think that parents like it because they feel good. I mean, it must feel good to have someone love you that much and be obsessed with you that much. Of course. And like, I think, you know, obviously your partner, your husband, but this it gets, it's like, there's a payoff, right? Why it's allowed is because he feels like important, like a hero. It feeds his ego. It feeds his pride. And the problem is if he doesn't see it, which this is like... 99% of dads aren't going to see it or care to change it. You know, it's just kind of is what's going to be, but it's very uncomfortable. It's gross. It's icky. It's unattractive. But also this could be a phase, you know, this could be, we've learned about phases of kids throughout um, years in life of living and they go through different types of phases. So, um, that's also something to be aware of. You know, my son was always very, very clingy to me. And as he gets older, he's not as clingy. He still is, but it will go through these phases. You know, um, my daughter was, you know, hung up, hung all over me and liked to cuddle and watch TV when she was younger. And now like we haven't done that in years. You but know like I mean? 13 is a teenager and that's right. a little bit. I mean, at some point, yeah, it's enough is enough. Like you, you know. Yeah. I don't but, know, but and that's, also a, that's a really hard thing to address with a parent. Yeah, I don't but know there's how also a very it. fine line there too, because they still are your kids, and you, they still do need affection, and they, you know, but to what degree? So that's one of those things that needs to be discussed, and, um, you know, maybe if it gets too bad, or if it is too bad, you know, maybe maybe it's time to talk to a therapist and be like, Hey, listen, like what's normal because therapists know, you know, like psychologically with psychological, kids, where should they know, this kid be? yeah. Stages in life, like, um, just things that have happened or haven't happened. You know, it, there's just, there's a lot that could. And it's sad because, and this is something that parents don't realize, but it, what, what you allow is what will continue. Right. And parents don't do any favors. This is a different kind of daddy issue. I, I know. Have, is this like a reverse daddy issue? It's a, rever that it's it's a different kind. There's all kinds of daddy issues. <laughs> I'm very aware. Thank you very much. I still love you. <laughs> daddy. <laughs> um, there's a lot of different daddy issues. This is definitely one of them. And this kind of behavior, if it's allowed to continue, will affect her in relationships as she's right. older. And I think if parents understood that, you know, I it think saw if the parents, effects that it could like the, the what the yeah. outcome could possibly be yeah. possibly. And that's why I even recommended maybe going and seeing a therapist I and mean, it might not even be with a child. It might just be you and him or him or, or you like maybe go ask a therapist how to broach the subject because 
Yeah. If he doesn't see a problem with it, you know, it's like an alcoholic, right? If they don't see that they have a drinking problem, it's not going to ever change. If he doesn't see that there is a problem with this, this is not probably going to change. I mean, he might be aware after it's too late, you know, but the longer it's continued, the more damaging it is. And also, it's super awkward when the other kids in the house are like, this is weird, you know, and you're like, yeah, it is. This is weird. And then it's like a divide in the house because your kids aren't behaving that way. His kid is. And, you know, it just divides a blended family that's already a little bit divided because it's not a natural family even more. Right. And so the ripple effects of such behavior is greater even than just this little girl and her issue is going to be, but it affects the whole house. And I don't think that parents also look at it like that, you know, well, because it's innocent. Like parents aren't trying to make it out. And it feels good more. for them. Well, but, but then looking at it from the outside in, you're kind of like, yeah, like this is a little much, you know? Yeah. And it's inappropriate at a certain age, like five, seven, 10, even all right. But like, if you're a thir- if my 13 year old daughter you know, is out and like slapping my boobs, I'm going to say something. <laughs> so she only has, what, two more years of this? Three. Three more years of but this? But you know what I mean? Like, and no some... more titty bopping. <laughs> you taught her. I did not. You I did. <laughs> anyway, she thinks it's just funny. It's hilarious. Um, She's like half boy, I think. <laughs> half? Anyway. But, um, you know, I, I just think that like at some point and it never feels good. Like if you're out in your community and this behavior is going on, I promise you people are talking about it behind your back. And that's also doesn't feel good. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know how you can try to bring it up to your, to your significant other and just everything we said. But again, like we talked about earlier, be ready for defensiveness. Be ready, you know, so it's going to have to be something that's going to be talked about. Or it gets turned back around on you. Well, if your kids would treat you like that, you would like it too. Or if you're, it's so childish. Well, if your kids, you know, then it gets turned into like your kids and it's a shit show of a conversation. These, these are conversations that tend to go south really fast because in your I don't know. This is a really, really, really hard one. And it happens with all kids and all parents. It isn't just dads and daughters. You know, it can be dads and sons. It could be moms and sons and moms and daughters. Like this type of relationship happens. Moms and stepsons. You guys ever seen that video? Or goats. (laughs) So good luck. Um, I would get professional help because this this is outside of. Yeah. So. I'm going to go take a nap after that. Yeah. So you guys, next week, we're going to announce how to win one of these books. If you're interested, start subscribing, start following, start messaging us, asking us. We'll tell you details. If you're curious on how to win this, message us. We'll tell you. You can get a head start. Thank you guys all for listening, tuning in, and being part of our blended family. And have a wonderful rest of your day. Peace out. What's funny?